Koinonia, Christian fellowship, communion with God and with fellow Christians. Koinonia, an association of people who share common beliefs and activities. This is Koinonia. This is Community. And now, your host, Tom Brown. It is time for the United Way of Fort Smith Area Partner Spotlight, but uh, we're actually spotlighting um, a particular area with Eddie Lee Herndon. Eddie Lee, welcome back to Coinonia. Hey, Tom, thank you so much, and we appreciate you spotlighting all of these United Way agencies and programs throughout the course of this year, and already you've had some wonderful programs and great information, and we're just happy today that one of our very own in-house programs is going to be featured. And it is uh, near and dear to my heart. I've been a voracious reader my whole life. There is such an important need for reading in the first five years of life or even in the you know first 15 years of life. You know, you highlight a really good point. Um, children that are read aloud to and often from birth to five, and it really even starts in the womb, but from birth to five, it reduces the amount of special education that that child may need um, as they go on beyond kindergarten and first grade, third, fourth. And there's so many outliers <clears throat> that um, are directly connected scientifically um, to that baby in the womb and their growth, and it's quite phenomenal. There's some great YouTubes out there, Tom. One is by Pam Toller. She did work for Arkansas State University in early childhood learning, and she's got a 20-minute video out there that's for Arkansans, and she did it for our Dolly Parton Imagination Library. But in that, she had some incredible stuff, and I'm going to throw a little riddle out to you. If a baby's body were to grow as fast as their brain, after one month, how much would that baby weigh? So think about the brain growth, and if the body was keeping wow. up with the brain, what would that child weigh after one month? Boy, that opens it up. I'm guessing huge. Okay, huge, 170 pounds. Oh, my. And so, it, and this is, this is science. And, you know, because of MRIs and technology, there's um, lots of safe studies that have been done with our babies and their brain growth. And a baby is born with over 100 billion neurons at birth, and Pam equates them to, like, these tiny little light bulbs that aren't wired yet. And through learning and stimulus, all these light bulbs, these little neurons, start getting connected, and those are the synapses. So without just getting too deep in the science, because, you know, I'm not uh, an expert in this, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express <laughs> one time. Uh, uh, honestly, I, you know, I live in this data and this research for many reasons. You know, I have children of my own, and I have three grandchildren. I love to read, and I hang around a lot of really smart people that love our children. But these neurons are connected and this capacity to grow and learn is starting to be formed. So this hard wiring is occurring in these early stages of life. And so just in the first year alone, our architecture for our language is starting to be formed. So from birth to one-year-old, Tom, our, our ability for language is being formed inside those neurons and synapses in, a, in our brain. And so Tuesday was Dr. Seuss's birthday. Um, that would have been March the 2nd, 1904. So here we are a couple of days after that. He would have been 117 years old if he were still alive. And the National Association of Education is promoting Read Across America all week long. And I've read in our elementary schools this week, have so much fun with it. But there's a lot of science 
and love behind what we do um, for these these first few years. It is so, something that you know just con- has continued with me personally, and and I don't have children, certainly don't have grandchildren, but I was a reader, like I said, and it it has enriched my life in a way that can't even fully be measured. And my wife actually did the uh, Mother Read program when she was a librarian and found that a a high number of children had never, ever, ever even cracked a book open for, for, you know, because they hadn't been in school yet. You know, Pam equates it to um, dial-up Internet to high-speed Internet. Mm. So as a child that receives a lot of stimulus, um, they've been read to a lot. They've been able to hold the books, see the colors. You know, and, and by the way, the longitudinal growth, longitudinal uh, recognition is so important. You know, if you hand a child a book, and it, let's say it has an elephant on it, and you hand it to them upside down, the child, through longitudinal recognition, knows that elephant doesn't go like that, and that child will turn that book right side up. Wow. And it's quite amazing as we see that, you know, that growth pattern as our children continue to grow, but Pam equates it to dial up and high speed. So by the time a child gets to kindergarten, if they've had all this stimulus and all this reading, it'd be like downloading a YouTube video through high speed internet versus the child that perhaps hasn't had that stimulus might be trying to get them to absorb that information through dial up. And that was her analogy. And, I, and it was quite vivid to me because, you know, I can still hear those old dial tones ringing in my ears from yep. the, um, from the old dial-up internet versus now what we have with high speed, but it's so important that our children are being able to have access to books and being able to to learn their letters and their colors and their shapes. Um, and and there's just so many opportunities out there to get those books. And I know we'll talk about that more. But so much growth um, is being formed, you know, in those first five years of a child's life. I think I saw this on Dolly Parton's uh, website. In fact, getting the children off the laptop or tablet and into the lap. That's powerful. Yeah. So let's talk about unmeasurables for just a second. You know, to me in life, so many things um, we have to measure and we're a measurement society. We love data. I love data. I love that hard data. We've been talking a lot about that today, but here's some unmeasurables. You know, you take a child as a caregiver, as a parent, and, and I'm just going to talk about my little grandson, Rhett. You know, I call him Reddy Lee. <laughs> His mom, she hasn't grown to love that as much as I have. <laughs> but I've, I've added a Lee to it. So I put old Reddy Lee right here on my lap, and I get that little engine that could book out, and that's the first book you get in the Dolly Parton series. And I'm like, and the little engine went choo, choo, choo. Do you see that little blue monkey and you see the clown and I'm snuggling him up. There's a love hormone there. It's the hug hormone. It's called oxytocin. And that's going back and forth between me and my little Reddy Lee. And it's that snuggle time. And Tom, think about this. Think about, you know, we're teaching literacy and we're talking about brain growth and development. What about that emotional well-being that that child is experiencing from you as a listener today, you're listening out here to Tom's show, taking time out of your day to just bring that little child in and set them right there on your lap or right there beside you, and you snuggle them up, and you read a book. Those unmeasurables go so far into our life as adults. And, you know, on the back end, we work with a lot of folks that have made mistakes, and they're uh, in jail and prison, and they're coming out. And we look at the the rate of literacy, and, and uh, you know, I believe it's 70% of our prison population reads below the third-grade reading level. And so, you know, you tie in the preventative 
to the reactive, but what about the hugs and the love that we could share with the child and that might change their course of life from whether it's with drug use or the criminal justice system or teen pregnancy and, um, you know, the use of our welfare system. That's all tied. Those are all statistics you can Google and look up to our welfare system. But, Tom, I'm so glad you pointed that out because it's something that just seems so obvious, but yet sometimes it's not. We as parents and caregivers just to take time out, spend time with that child, and have those that love going back and forth um, through that lap time, through that hug time with the child. I want to talk about the uh, Dolly Parton program. Over 152 million books have been put in uh, homes already since she began this. This is an incredible, incredible thing that she's done for our country. Isn't it amazing? And you just look at how this started back in the 90s. She just wanted to honor her father. You know, I believe she had 11 brothers and sisters. She lived over in Tennessee in the mountains in Pigeon Forge in Sevier County. And they had one book in the house growing up, and it was a King James Bible. And I know for a child, that'd be like reading Shakespeare sometimes. And, you know, her mother and father read to her out of the Bible. And so as she became famous and wealthy, she wanted to do something in honor of her father in that county and in that school system. And it has spread, you know, first off, it went across the state of Tennessee. And now it's nationwide. It's in several um, foreign countries. And Arkansas, we're, I believe, the third state in the union to be able to take it statewide. I serve on the state board for the Arkansas Imagination Library, and I was very honored to be one of the founding board members of our 501c3. And when we started just a few years ago, Tom, we were only in 16 counties, and now we're in all 75. And right wow. here um, in the River Valley, we're sending out thousands of books each year um, to children from birth to five years old, and we're very proud to be the the local affiliate for Dolly's program. For those that don't know, not familiar with the program, what does this mean for the child? It means so many things. You know, it goes back to that that growth, that stimulation, literacy, the the ability um, to understand language and our soft skills, you know, and and then those cognitive functions that we have that are problem-solving and the ability to compromise you know, are really formed between the first and the fifth year. But the program is very simple. You know, Dolly doesn't get as much into the science as she does into just the books and the love of the program. And so when a child is born, a child can be signed up on the program and it's free to the parents. So Dolly has a policy. No parent can pay for their own children. Um, If they want to sponsor someone else's children or maybe pay it forward later on, they can. But it's free to the parents. And so at anywhere along the way, so if you're listening today and your child's two, sign them up. If they're three, sign them up. If they're four, you can sign them up all along the way, and they'll finish out the program. And, Tom, we, we fundraise for that. So it, it, um, with Dolly's buying power and the discounts that we're given and all the money that she puts into it, it's just $2.10 a month per child. So a child gets a book, a beautiful book, something like The Little Engine That Could or Llama Llama Red Pajama or Ferdinand the Bull, um, and, and it's wrapped in, in a little wrapper, and it's got the child's name on it, not the parents. The child's name comes right there to the child's mailbox, and they get the joy of receiving something in the mail. And it's just $2.10, and that counts postage. Um, so that's wow. quite amazing. And so it's, it's $25 a year to sponsor a child for a year, and that child will receive 12 books. That's great. So when they turn five, they've got 60 books. 
60 books, you know, and, and a lot of the research says is if a child has 80 books in their home library by the time they're at third grade, their potential to matriculate through and graduate and go on and get a job or go to higher education is, um, I won't throw out a percentage because I'll get it wrong, but it's extremely high. And with this program, a child will have 60 books before they go to kindergarten. Uh, and it is a neat thing that I think can be passed on through generations to say this was my little Dolly Parton Imagination Library, and you can pass it on down to your children or donate it um, to somebody else. You can't. Dolly won't allow you to sell her books. That's another thing. It has <laughs> to be given away for free, which I just love about Dolly. She just yeah. makes things so accessible. Um, but it's just a great program, uh, and it encourages you spending time. And, Tom, I'll just reflect for a second. I remember my oldest son and I would have a book, and he would be like, Daddy, 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 Daddy. And those of you listening today, I know you've heard this, Moms. Mommy, 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 and tug on the pants. Honey, I'm busy. Let Mama finish this. Mama, 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 Mama. And those, that child is so hungry for that time and to read that book. You know, we just stop and take time and say, come here, let me read you this book. Yeah. You know, and, and it is just one of those things when that book hits the mailbox, Tom, those kids want to open it up, and they want to read it. And, and just so, as a parent, let's take time with our children. Let's read aloud to them. Um, we are shaping the future leaders of tomorrow. And sometimes as simplistic as this sounds, something just like reading to a child, I'm, I'm telling you the science is there. Um, the examples are there of children that had this love and the stimulus. They're so far ahead by the time they get to kindergarten over the, the children that haven't been as fortunate that, I just want to share this message to everybody to let's take time. You know, if we have a good, content baby and that little baby will sit in the corner and just play by herself or his, himself, um, that is a wonderful thing because I've had content babies and I've had colicky yeah. babies. Uh, and sometimes <laughs> the colicky ones, it's like you just they just cry and cry. But let me tell you, give all the babies that attention and read to them and share the gift of love and of reading and as we celebrate the rest of this week, Tom, for Read Across America, um, take special time to do that. But let's do it 365 days. Yeah, amen. United Way of Fort Smith area, Eddie Lee Herndon, I appreciate your time. Tell our listeners how they can get involved in this program and wh- what they need to do. Tom, you can just simply go to unitedwayfortsmith.org, and you can read about the program. Um, or if you want to donate on a real easy way through your smartphone, you can text the word Dolly Books with an S at the end. And just run it all together, D O L L Y B O O K S, to the number four one four four four. Or like a lot of folks, just drop us a check in the mail. Our address is on the website, um, and we would love to have you participate. Eddie, thank you so much for your time again this week. Thank you, Tom. Really enjoyed it. And thank you for highlighting all of the wonderful programs we have in our community.